What's going on, everyone? Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Back Your Play with Q. As always, I'm your host, Rich Quinones. Check us out on the YouTube channel, at Rich Q on Q. And of course, that's IG and Twitter, our NFL insider, the great Lloyd Vance. Follow him on Twitter, at Lloyd Vance. Uh, does a great job with the NFL, college football, as we know, PFWA award winner, ESPN NFL network contributor as well, and the Black College Football Hall of Fame Selection Committee. And uh, man, I'll tell you, we got a ton to dive into. Um, always good to catch up with you, my friend. This week, we're going to take a in-depth look at the NFC South, which let's be honest, you know, you've got a carousel when it comes to the quarterback position. You've got some really bad teams. It might be a one-team race, who knows? But um, as we kind of gloss and look over this division, let's kind of get your overall thoughts going into the season with these teams respectively and then we'll break down each team starting with Tampa Bay yeah Q I'm always glad to be back with you um you know it's crazy because I was studying looking at this division you had the division winner had uh they were eight and nine for the Tampa Bay Bucks and then all the three other teams were seven to ten behind them so very tight division uh all pretty bad teams and and the biggest question mark, obviously, out there is you have time. Tom Brady is no longer with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and how does that shake up this division? Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they're able to rebound in, in Tampa Bay and, and these other places. You have some new quarterbacks as well, so you know a lot of movement in terms of quarterbacks. But you wonder in terms of divisionally, you know, where this division stands, and, and I'd have to say it's pretty far down there. Yeah, you look at Tampa Bay. You alluded to it. Eight and nine, no Tom Brady. So what do they do? They give Baker Mayfield, you get him on a one-year deal. Um, you bring over a different offensive coordinator. Uh, Canales was from uh, Seattle. We saw the work that he did with Geno Smith. But that offense was a run-first heavy, you know, predicated on the ground game. Now they're going to have to do this um, in Tampa Bay, right? So I, I just... I don't know if you can do that run-based attack. And then conversely, we'll get to the defense, but I pulled it up on my notes. Tampa Bay, when you talk about getting to the quarterback, they might have edge rushers that do it. But uh, again, uh, I'm sorry, they might have linebackers that do it, but they they don't really have a ton of edge rushers that can get to the quarterback, right? A lot of them are linebackers that are be making plays. And I just think with the quarterback carousel, uh, I just I, I look at this team. You got a couple other no name guys. You got Mayfield and Trask kind of battling it out. I don't trust the quarterback position at all. I think Baker Mayfield is a kind of a gatekeeper, you know, a journeyman quarterback at this point that can win you some games. But I I, I believe they're in store for a very long season. Yeah, Q, and and you're talking about a team. Defense was always their calling card, and and let's face it, Todd Bowles was defensive coach. And he's their head coach. And and this defense, they were 13th out of the 32 teams in, in terms of points against. They allowed 21 points per game. And then in terms of points for, they were only scoring. Uh, they were 25th in the league, only 18 points per game. So, you know, the games they did win were defensive battles. But you, you wonder, as you were saying, what are they going to do in terms of the quarterback position with Baker Mayfield and, and the rest of the guys there? Uh, is there enough left in the cupboard? You, you just wonder, Ken Baker now, I think this is his fourth team that he's on. Is is he going to be 
the guy that can fix this situation. They did go in in terms of the draft and get uh, Kalaja Cansey coming from the University of Pittsburgh, a defensive tackle. Some people are comparing him to Aaron Donald. I'm not ready to do that just yet. Uh, he's a good young defensive tackle. We'll see how he'll fit into that scheme. And they also tried in the second round, they got Cody Mark coming out of the uh, North Dakota State to try to help an offensive line that's kind of been in flux ever since uh, Tom Tom Brady kind of finished out his career and some of those guys that were with him kind of left as well. So, you know, a team that has a lot of work to do, but you, you wonder where they're going to stand and uh, are they going to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes going into next season? So do you think they can win six, seven, eight games as presently constructed? I mean, I think their defense is going to give up a lot of points. I don't really see them mustering any type of offense or moving the football as well. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's going to have to be a defensive team where they get these timely turnovers um, from Winfield and the rest of the guys on that defense. White seems to be a little upset the linebacker position in terms of his pay and wonder if he's going to come back. And, and uh, they do have some good, solid players on a defense, but – uh, they're going to have to get to turnovers because offensively, yes, you have Mike Evans and some other guys there, but uh, the quarterback position is just such a big question mark. Yeah, I mean that's the NFL, is it? Is it not? I mean, th- we're seeing it in this division alone, right? You got a young kid in Carolina. Uh, we don't know what we're going to see in Atlanta. I mean, let's be honest. And then you've got a new quarterback um, uh, in New Orleans. Um, I'm sorry. Um, um, yeah, yeah, De- yeah, Derek Carr is now yeah, in the world. So yeah, you know, he's the best I, quarterback it, it, there, escaped, and then you got a bunch ex- of young, unproven yeah, guys. Yeah, it totally escaped my mind for a moment. I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. No, yeah, and that's he signed that big contract car. We'll get into them in a moment. Carolina, uh, seven and ten. Again, same type of scenario. They need an edge rusher. They got no sacks from the linebacker position. Uh, you know, you've got you know, if you look at it, Burns was their playmaker on the defensive end of the ball with 12 and a half sacks, 35 as a team collectively. But again, it goes to the quarterback position and they don't have any depth too. So you've got young, you're giving him uh, the keys to the castle, so to speak, right off the bat. This is basically feast or famine time, right? Because I think Walker signed with the bears. They had another backup that signed. So it's really, it's Bryce Young's team when you think about it. So they're going to sink or swim. And listen, I think they take a step back because typically rookies struggle. We know this. There are rare occasions, few exceptions. Uh, I don't see them winning seven games. I can see them closer to three, four. But you want to see what you have in this kid. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, Q, because you you got Frank Wright coming in there. And and, he was jettisoned from uh, the Colts, didn't get the job done. But he quickly turned right around and gets a job with the Panthers and and. You know, their ownership group wants to have a winner. It's been some time there in Carolina since, you know, Cam Newton kind of was let go. And and this team, as you're alluding to, was pretty bad. They allowed um, 22 points per game on defense, which is 19th in the NFL. And they've only scored about 20 points per game, wow. which is 20th in the league. So it, they got to find ways to put some points on the board and, and, you know, help the team out in terms of just getting some offensive playmakers. So Bryce Young is a very good start. Uh, a young guy coming out of Alabama, obviously he's one of his five-star guys, and, and he he lived up to all the hype in college, and he won Heisman Trophy, et cetera. But uh, he may be in for some bumps and bruises because much like Justin Fields was last year with the Bears, this offensive line for Carolina is kind of beat up, and, and you wonder are they going to be able to take care of him. And, and then defensively, as you said, they have Brian uh, Bankster, their, their great defensive end, but what else is there defensively? 
in terms of the draft, they, they got Bryce Young and I talked about. They went with Jonathan Mingo in the second round out of Ole Miss. Uh, we'll see what kind of receivers. Receiver group is kind of deep this year. And then they went with DJ Johnson, linebacker out of Oregon. So, you know, trying to fix things in a variety of places. But, you know, you got to wonder, are, are there enough fingers to poke, uh, plug in all the holes of this dam? And that's going to be the question going into the season. I looked at their point differential. Uh, that whole division was horrible. I mean, Tampa Bay was minus 45. You're looking at plus 8,000, uh, plus 7,000, pardon me, plus 700. Um, I'm adding a zero there, Bucks fans. Plus 700. I would take a flyer if it was plus 7,000. Plus 700 to win a division. Carolina comes in shorter at plus 330, plus 400. So it kind of tells you where they believe the odds makers, where Tampa and Carolina are going to be. Uh, by the way, Tampa last year minus 45 and a point differential as well. So um, I just don't see a lot of positives from those teams going into the season. But as you mentioned, young franchise quarterback, they want to see what they have in this kid. All right. Uh, New Orleans, 7-10 and 10 last year. Obviously, you make the big move uh, for uh, Carr, for Derek Carr. 142 games with the Raiders, 35,000 yards, 217 touchdowns, uh, but not the best winning record, right? 63 and 79, played 15 last year, got benched. He had one playoff game with the Raiders in his whole tenure, and we know the one year he was hurt. Okay, fine. They lost to Cincinnati in 2021. Four years, 150 million. So, again, loaded question, softball question, but the pressure now on Carr to not only – had this team playing winning football, yes, but also win a division that's extremely winnable. It is, Q. And, and they, they had some games that they, they could have won last year, and, and they just kind of, at the end of the, you know, in the fourth quarter, they just could yep. not get it done. So, you know, it, this is a quality young team, and, and they had, do have some playmakers in terms of offset side of the football. But um, you wonder about Avin Kamar. He has some – he may get suspended. He has some off the field stuff that he's working through and, and he may miss a couple games. And, and Derek Carr, as you said, is a big piece for them coming out. So, you know, they, they went heavy in defense in the draft. Uh, they picked number 29 in the first round. They brought Brian Brees in from defense tackle from Clemson. And then in the second round, they grabbed Isaiah Foskey, a defensive end from Notre Dame. So, you know, they wanted to fix that defense that allowed a lot of big plays and, and, they need to get to the quarterback. So it, it's going to be interesting. They do have a very big uh, offensive line with, led by McCoy and some other guys uh, that can take care of um, Derek Carr in terms of the pocket and running the football behind him. Um, you know, they also have Taysom Hill, who's there. They said Taysom Hill's no – he's back to being a utility guy. He's going to be mostly a tight end and then they're moving around the formation as well. So, you know, Pete Carmichael, their offensive coordinator, is looking for a variety of ways – to you know, spruce up this offense. I think maybe Mike Th Michael Thomas is maybe ready to finally play some games. Uh, he only was limited to about three games last year, and, and they have some other playmakers as well. Uh, Hill accounted for uh, nine touchdowns, uh, seven rushing last year. You know, you mentioned the quarterback in Carr, right? So I put up the numbers: Dalton and Winston combined, twenty-two touchdowns, fourteen picks. I think Carr was twenty-four and fourteen last year. Um, they believe that he has more juice left in the tank, so to speak. Uh, he didn't like how it ended with the Raiders. You know, he said the breaking point is when they made his wife cry. He didn't get a chance to play in that uh, late home game. I understand all that. But again, 63 and 79, one playoff game, a loss to Cincinnati in 2021. Uh, look, is he an upgrade over Dalton? Yeah. 
Uh, is he an upgrade over Winston? I would say yes, but four years, $150 million. Um, you can't go nine and eight and throw 22 touchdowns and 16 picks. I mean, the expectation for New Orleans right now, because of this money that they're handing over to him, that they signed him to the contract, uh, and I guess we're paying you for what you've done and what we believe you can do going forward in this division. You know, he's got to have one of those 35 and, you know, 35 touchdowns, eight picks type of performance uh, during the season. They got to win 10, 11 games and win a division, and make the playoffs. Because other than that, who's to say if he struggles, they don't turn around and draft a young quarterback. Yeah, Q, this is an interesting team because, you know, Dennis Allen, a veteran guy, inherited basically his whole team from Sean Payton as he stepped away and, uh, in his pre-retirement, I think he's going to come back eventually, but that, that's another story. But Dennis Allen, you know, he was kind of handed this team as their former defensive coordinator, and uh, he's got a lot of work to do. Yes, Derek Carr's there, and he has some pieces like receiver Chris Olave, who had a very good rookie season. Yep. Um, but, you know, you wonder, is there enough? But this is a very winnable division, and, and right now I, I may have to put New Orleans ahead of some of these other teams because they all kind of seem to be in rebuilding role, mode. And, you know, Derek Carr, you know, I know you pointed out some of the struggles there with the uh, Las Vegas, but uh, I think, you know, why not have this veteran guy come in there and, and live up to that big price tag? So it, it's going to be fun to see if this team can redeem themselves. Breaking down the NFC South on a Tuesday edition of Backer Play with Q. Rich Kenyon is here. Appreciate everyone keeping us locked in. Lloyd Vance joining us as well, our NFL insider at Lloyd Vance. Uh, as we mentioned, NFC South, Tampa, Carolina, New Orleans, Atlanta, kind of the changing of the guard quarterback carousel without a doubt in that division uh atlanta uh you're looking at plus 220 to 240 um check that uh the saints plus 135 carolina has a shorter odds which is kind of interesting at plus 330 tampa the longest at plus 700 and then you have uh, atlanta sitting there at plus 220 plus 240 so that kind of tells you that obviously the Saints, because of the acquisition of Carr, should be the team to kind of beat in the NFC South. Atlanta, just like the other two teams we mentioned, Carolina and New Orleans, seven and ten last year. Uh, look, I mean, again, it boils down to the quarterback play. Uh, that's a franchise that since Matt Ryan, I still think they thought maybe they had something with. Marcus Mariota, and we realized pretty fast that his best days were behind him. All right, fine. So now, who are you going to give the ball to? Who are you going to hand it to under center? Well, it's going to be the kid, uh, Ritter. And listen, I don't know. You know, the kid's 23 years old. He played at Cincinnati. You can't gauge him off of a couple games. All I know is, from what I saw, he's a young quarterback that has – in college, I guess his strength was decision-making, but just a short sample size in the pros, it seems as though he's one of these quarterbacks that will frustrate the hell out of you, Lloyd, because he makes the easy play seem extremely difficult, and you can't get away with that being a young quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, Desmond Ritter, you know, he had that great season at Cincinnati where, where they were undefeated for a lot of it in, in, in the national championship picture. But as you said, Q, you know, he started four games. He goes two and two in those games. Uh, he only completed 63.5% of his passes, two touchdowns, no yeah. interceptions. But, you know, it, you start wondering when you really watch the game tape, is he going to make the right decision at the right time? He got a little frazzled in the pocket. Sometimes he, he was too quick to run. And, and 
you know, there are some weapons there. So, the, of course, everybody's going to talk about the draft, what the Falcons did. They get, obviously, Bijan Robinson coming over, pick number eight, coming out of Texas, the running back that a lot of people wanted, a uh, great pass catcher, a lot of people talking about in terms of fantasy football and, and everything else. That This kid is, you know, they're saying maybe the next Marshall Falk. We're going to wait and see on that one, you know. Uh, he has very good hands, can get out of the backfield. And, and there are some pieces there, obviously, as well with, with – Pits at the tight end position, and, and uh, they they also have the young receiver um, from last year, the first round pick as well. So, you know, a lot of pieces there. But Desmond Ritter, I just I haven't seen enough sample size from him. Arthur Smith is the quarterback whisperer coming over from uh, the Titans. What a great job he did with Tannehill and his career reviving it. But you know, I just don't know if Ritter's a guy. And I I think going into uh, after this season, they're probably going to look again for a quarterback. So. You know, uh, this team, they'll be in the mix. Another team that was right there as well, you were talking about in terms of, you know, uh, they were tied with everybody else at 7-10 and 10 in second right. place. So maybe they can win a couple games. Uh, they also got in the second round Matthew Bergeron, offensive tackle from Syracuse. Um, you know, that offensive line needed some help as well because their quarterback was running a lot of times for his life. So uh, yeah. interesting team there, but I think Arthur Smith has his work cut out for him. You mentioned a running back that probably people never even heard of who goes over a thousand yards. And then the kid Drake London, the 21 year old out of USC had a really nice season. So I get what they're trying to do. Young one running back, young wide receiver, build the offensive line, get a quarterback in position. But, you know, to me, can you imagine now with that running back and that wide receiver, some weapons and you stick a guy like say Carr back there for two to three years, maybe that's a different situation, a different animal. Uh, I, I listen, I, I think Tampa, Carolina, Atlanta, for all the mentioned, all the reasons that we mentioned and illustrated and highlighted, they're going to struggle. They'll win a couple games here and there. New Orleans, to me, is going to be the team with the bullseye on their back going into the season. It should be the odds-on favorite because of the move for the quarterback. Now, am I going to sit here and say I have to put the Saints with, say, San Francisco, Dallas, uh, Minnesota, you know, the 49ers uh, in the NFC? No, because I still think it's going to be a two or three team kind of race in the NFC in the National Football Conference. Um, but again, listen, man, I'll tell you, if it broke crazy for Tampa, plus 700, plus 800, you know, not bad. But the Saints, plus 135, you're not going to get a ton of value for them. Uh, but again, they are certainly the odds on favorite. Listen, I know Dalvin Cook is still out there. Um, Fournette also, you know, he's a free agent. I saw on Twitter, he posted his car, basically caught on fire. Thank God he's okay. But Fournette was with Tampa Bay. Cook was with Minnesota. These are running backs that can help out young quarterbacks, right? Or a team that's on the verge, maybe of taking that next step. You know, we, we've kind of talked about this over the last several weeks. Where do you see those two quarterbacks potentially landing, you know, the best fits? Yeah, they, you know, running back position is very interesting, Q, because you just had Melvin Gordon go on national TV, and then he talked about it's the worst position to play in the National Football League. He can't get a job. He's at 30, and, and you know, you're seeing this log jam, all these running backs out there, and, and in particular Dalvin Cook, who you talked about, and Ezekiel Elliott's also out there as well. And, and you know, it's a demanding position, and, and the owners do not want to pay this position anymore. And, and we talked about earlier about Todd Gurley, how – that was the tipping point. He got that huge contract and just did not live up to it. And nobody kind of wants to pay these running backs. So it's going to be still interesting to see where, um, 
Dalvin Cook ends up, you know, the Denver Broncos are, are obvious choice. They're, they're a team, you know, yes, they have Javante Williams, but he's coming off an injury and he, that could be an opening spot for him. Dallas as well. They, they need um, a backup coming in there. And, and I think he's just going to take his time. I think you're going to take, see a lot of these running backs kind of, they don't want to go to training camp and mm-hmm. they kind of want that they're going to sit on the sidelines, wait and see if who's injured and, and see, if they can get that non-value contract, because what, as you're saying to you right now, you know, they, they want these running backs to sign for minimal deal. So, you know, Dalvin Cook will be the first domino to fall and then some, maybe some of these other running backs fall into place. Yeah. And you also wait too. once training camp rolls around, you never know, God forbid, a, a back goes down with an injury and all of a sudden, boom, it opens up the door for some of these guys who I, I think Cook still has a lot of gas left in the tank and, there are certain teams we've kind of talked about that he would be a good fit. Um, so that's the look at the National Football Conference. Went through the East, the North, the NFC South, the NFC West. Next week, we'll start with the AFC. Then we'll start to look at the futures market as well. We'll do some player props. Uh, Lloyd Vance, as always, kind enough to join us on a Tuesday edition of BYP with Q from our good friends over at Played Against Sports. 1450 Clemensburg Road in Denver, New Jersey. Check them out online. Open seven days a week, in-store shopping, used equipment, sports gear, and more so. If you're thinking about getting a Cook Vikings jersey, who knows? You might want to hold off. Definitely go to Play it Against Sports, but they might have a new jersey of his new team coming up. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. All right, training camp right around the corner. Dog days of summer. We're pushing through it. We get to the AFC next week. AFC East. How about that? AFC East. We'll get into little Rodgers. By the way, I heard hard knocks right now. It looks like the Jets might be that fit. Yeah, Q, you know, I, I'm hearing, you know, there were certain teams that were eligible. about four teams that were eligible and, and, you know, in Washington and, and uh, they were willing, I heard to do it, but uh, it, the, the Jets, obviously the marquee team out there with Aaron Rodgers and all the other pieces that are there. And, you know, they want the cameras there and, and the league does the team I'm sitting hearing is giving some pushback, but uh, if they want to, if they want to have them as selected team, which I think they're going to, uh, the cameras will be there because it, it's such a show that everybody really looks forward to every season. And, you know, why not bring the drama with the terms of Rodgers? Now, some people may say there's a jinx, a team that uh, is on that show typically does not do as well. But the Jets in the past, the Rex Ryan season, they, they went pretty far in the playoffs after being on that show. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. Yeah, maybe it also has something to do with the Jets being just kind of a loser franchise, right? I don't think it <laughs> has anything to do with it. We waited three months for Aaron Rodgers to kind of peek his head up like a whack-a-mole. So you know what? To your point, it would be some good video and good content to see um, what he does up there. Give Lloyd a follow on Twitter, social media as well. Always appreciate you jumping on board this edition of uh, BYP. We'll get it up on the YouTube channel on Buzzsprout as well, Spotify, Apple. Next week, the AFC. We'll start with the AFC East. Always appreciate a couple moments, pal. All right, look forward to it. Thanks for having me on.